This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good morning. This is Paul Kenny. Uh, Bogart's still on assignment, so my good friend Glenn Pye's helping me out today. We're live from the laundry room, and I want to point out that you can still go to Zoomer Radio, where you can go to the podcast, because I got the feeling there's a lot of stuff in today's show you're going to want to know about, and you say, he didn't say that. You can go back to the podcast, you go to Zoomer Radio, and uh, you type, you do something on the screen, it'll pop up and it'll say how to get to our, uh, our podcast. I'm not very technically oriented, but today's show... We had a good show. We got Papas' Corners. We're going to be talking about the secret shopper. We're going to explain what happened. Glenn got his um, special event that's coming on. Two guys are going to be uh, very uncomfortable talking about purses. Um, then we're going to talk about concert posters, Maple Leaf Garden seats. We have a, a jam-packed show today. And the gold and silver prices on what to do and what not to do. But it's uh, the numbers are 416 360 0740 or out of town is 1-866-740-4740. It's a show about stuff, your stuff. Glenn's going to leave. Glenn's got a new list today. He didn't like my list last week. He made up his own list. Well, I came more prepared today. I just want, before we start, I want to give a shout out. We've got a bunch of new listeners over at Myra's uh, annual Ukrainian feast last night. And uh, oh, okay. I told them all to listen in today and a number of them are interested in collectibles. So just say hi to everyone and thank Myra for hosting us. But yes, we're, we're looking for all your various rare collectibles, vintage, sometimes not so vintage, but some of the areas that we want to get into, obviously are all types of sports. Music's very big for us. Historical politics, sterling silver to include trophies. And I, I want to talk about a few of the lesser-known areas in there, like some sports you might otherwise think about where there's some big prices for items you might have. And uh, obviously, I want to talk about our big parking lot sale. Okay, okay, parking lot sale. Let's get, let's get, we're going to mention a couple of times, but tell us about the parking lot sale, when, okay. where, and who is going to be there. Okay, because of, obviously, COVID, we're going to host this event in our parking lot, and okay. we have a reasonable-sized parking lot. Parking where is a little is bit par- tight. Glenn, yes. Glenn, I've been on radio a while now, okay. and Boga will be saying, where's the parking lot? Well, it's at our world headquarters, 26 Ripley Avenue, which is at basically the South Kingsway and the Queensway are the more main coordinates. And we're going to have a, a, a personal protection sta- uh, location at the yeah. front, and we're going to rope it off. And uh, so we'll keep our numbers correct to make sure that everyone's socially distanced and we'll have masks if somebody doesn't have a mask. But... Um, we're going to have lots of things Wait there. Wait Glenn. All our listeners have masks. Okay. Only smart people listen to my show. Okay. Okay, all right. they all wear masks. Go ahead. So we don't need to give you masks. But we'll have extra masks if you do want them. And uh, we're, we, we do this once a year where we wholesale a lot of our items off just because we buy so many collections throughout the year. 
and we'll have some great deals, prices that you've never seen before. Now, we will have some of our high-end items, maybe Babe Ruth items or things like that. They're obviously not going to blow out prices, but you'll see some really interesting historic items, and you'll see some amazing deals on frame pieces, sports equipment, various paper, autographs, all kinds of things. I was doing a, a box of autographs for the show where it's a dollar. They're all sports cards autographed. We're selling them all for a dollar each. I bet you those are all Leafs. Well, there's quite a few Leafs in there, yes. <laughs> a, are the Leaf prices going up or down? Oh, they're not going up. They're only going one way. But we also have at our sale, and we'll have it well-staffed, we've got a legend in the hobby who's also going to attend. Ooh. Our host. Paul Kenny. I'm going to be there. You're there. Wait a minute. What time does this thing it start? It starts at 8 a.m. 8 a.m. you got to be I'll there be early. There. No, no. You have I'll to be there. there. And we encourage anyone to bring items that they want to praise, want to sell. And Paul also handle your gold and silver needs. If you can't make it up to his uh, location for some reason, we're, we're handier right in Toronto. Paul will be there. He can look at all your items and we'll make offers on the spot or at least you'll know what they're worth. I know the landmark is down by you're by the cheese factory. Cheese boutique. Okay. Famous best cheese in the city, right well, across the road. Best of cheese in the city. Yes, but it's also the best. Nice <laughs> Very good. But it is the most expensive cheese. But the only thing I'd say, if you're coming to show us items, maybe don't come too early because I have a feeling there might be a lineup when we first start because there are people that are pretty fanatical about this and want to get first pick and we can only let so many within our cordoned off area. So I'd say if you're not in a mad rush to see something we have, space it out. Come at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, anytime up till 2. Well, baby, you'll walk right in and you can meet with Paul and I and uh, see what your items are worth. Or we can explain what you have and uh, what the significance of any of your items are. So Saturday, August 29th. Two weeks yesterday. Two weeks yesterday. Next to the Cheese Boutique on 26th. You can't miss it. It'll be cordoned off with yellow tape, and you'll see the people. I'll be the guy in the hat. Okay. It's just parking might be a little tough. You might have to go to one of the side streets. I mean, people will come and going, but it's not a street with a lot. There is parking, but there's not a lot of parking on the street. Well, come at 8 o'clock in the morning, there will be lots of parking. Okay, today, that's one of the things. This, this is going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to be talking about it next week. We'll talk about it later on in the show, because Glenn is an expert on things like concert tickets. We're going to be talking about concert tickets, um, and you know some Maybe you worked. It doesn't have to be. Um, maybe you worked in a record store in 1970, and it'll be some of the, the promotional material you or might. The brought. sale items that they give to promote an album. All yeah. that stuff's worth big money. Any signed stuff or um, uh, the tickets, the concert posters. Remember we did that show on Zoomer when uh, they showed it on Zoomer TV, right. and the person had the. Um, they were Janis Joplin poster. Yeah, her uncle worked at uh, or owned a couple of records on wheels. I'd love to talk to her. I wish she'd call me again. Because yeah. With the pandemic, we've lost track of her. But there's a lot of stuff that she has that I know items. that we'd like to buy. It's often in music, the best items are something that the public can't buy. So yeah. it could be a, a record just given to a radio station or something only music executives get or record store, or people that work the concerts, whether it be in security or otherwise, just like how I saw this week, somebody had a security coat from Woodstock, and they got 12000 U.S. for that. Wait a minute, for a coat? Just a, a thin nylon jacket. It was probably a $3 coat back at the time. $12,000? U.S. So someone has this in their basement right now, or could have it. And, okay, so that's when these people have lottery tickets in their basement. That's what we want you to call. This is what this show is about. It's about stuff. 
It's about items, like we're listing on that. And it could be old cups and saucers. It can be uh, posters. It can be golf equipment. It can be garden gnomes. Two garden gnomes sold for a million pounds. That's a lot of money for a garden gnome. Um, the concert posters, things that people find in the drawer. This is where the difference between us, we go to a house. So you want to downsize. Oh, I should give the phone number again. 416-360-0740. Out of town, you can call us at 1-866-740-4740. But this, I want to say what we do, where it's different than other people, they don't know. They really don't know. I don't know how many of these downsizers call me and they say, Ken, what, what, what's this worth? What's that worth? How can I sell this? And we, we're, we've been doing it for 40 years. Between what Glenn knows and what I know, because not an awful lot we don't know. But it is the things in the drawers. It can be people, I don't know how many times I've gone to someone's house, and they'll have a bunch of stuff on the table. They'll say, uh, what's this worth? It's going to be worth $300. But that little thing you got, that post you got on the wall is worth 4000 Or that statue's worth 8000 They say to me, oh, that old thing? Yeah. It's not always the things you think. Because people collect, I know, I was at a place one time, there was a Commodore Pet computer. They were throwing out for scrap, $9. Okay, we got 900 for it. If it had worked, we could have got 4000 This is a non-working computer of the year 2000. It doesn't have to be old stuff. This is the whole point, is that it doesn't have to be old stuff. On... Um, well, wait a minute. We're going to talk, talk about the Weston. Oh, yeah. It just Paul's talking about things that you might not notice or jump out at you, but can be a lot of money. Is For example, the Canadian Open Golf Tournament, it was held at Weston Golf Course here in Toronto in 1955. And that tournament ended up being won by a rookie, a guy who just got in the pro circuit, Arnold Palmer. It was his first pro win. And I've only ever seen one in my life, a program. And they're around. There was thousands and thousands made. And people went and they got them. And they they could be in a desk drawer. It could be a very small item. And it's worth over 5000 if you have that program. Signed, maybe 8000 So um, wow. it, all because it's our Palmer's first win. That's the West. And that's like a mile from here. A mile from here. A, a mile from the laundry room. Okay. Yeah. And they have a sign there. There's a big sign. They'll say, you know, our Palmer's first victory or whatever. It's a, it's a very famous event because of that. But other old Canadian Open programs can be worth a lot of money. I mean, many famous people won the Canadian Open, but that one jumps out. It's multiples of the values of other ones. And there's some, well, think about that. I think with Chevalo against uh, Ali. Ali, that stuff's worth There's a lot of stuff. This, this is a great city. Toronto, we don't realize how much histo- history we have here and how much other people around the world want our stuff. Like I say, buy from Toronto, sell to the world, because the world has more money. But on this thing here, I'm also Maple Leaf Garden Seats. Yeah, we, we there's a lot of turnover in seats because okay. they were all sold when they, a year or two after they closed. They decided to sell them. There was some seats sold previously, but... The biggest uh, supply of seats came when they were actually ripping out part of the gardens to make it the smaller mm-hmm. venue. And they probably sold, I'm going to say, three or 4,000 on a custom-made stand because they hooked into the, the seat, the cement part of the step. Yeah. So they weren't self-standing. So they had to make a nice stand for them. They did a nice job. And it says Maple Leaf Gardens got a plaque on it. And those seats, everyone bought them, obviously, when it came up in 2002 and three. So we're getting a lot of seats back to us now because... People are downsizing. They're a little bit older. 
That's what you want to know. How much are you buying? Right. How much do you sell? So we typically will buy, and it changes a little bit by color, but a typical price we'll pay is four or $500 for mm-hmm. any colored seat. Blues will probably pay 700 because they were still wood, and they date further back. All the other seats have been cushioned okay. and were nicer. But the uh, the blues are a little more. So we probably buy that four or five. We sell for seven or eight. And uh, the blues, we would probably maybe pay seven to nine and sell for 11 or something like that. The game was always interesting. The blues, they I were did. great seats. If you, had, if you were uh, uh, didn't like heights, it was not a good seat because it looked like you could fall off a cliff. Yeah. But the whole game was all different. Then. Oh, yeah, it was great. It was a shooting gallery. There was no nets back then. You had to duck when those slap shots came up. But in the pictures on those, you know what I like? I like looking at a picture, a photo of a game in 1960, and everyone in their suit jacket. Oh, yeah. Fedora. Fedoras and hats. And, and it's just old. And those old pictures are worth a lot of money now. Yeah, People don't realize yeah, it. For sure. Any original. And some of them could be pressed if they're snapped in the back, Toronto Star or whatever. They're all very good. And one of the more famous things you talk about those days is if there was a play people didn't like, not only would they boo the referees, they would take off their toe rubbers. Now, not everyone knows what toe rubbers are, but in the winter yeah. when you're walking through Galoshes, the mud, Galoshes, yeah, you okay. protected your shoes, and they would throw those out in the ice because they were mad, and they got to be out there shoveling up toe rubbers all over the ice. And if someone's a bad shot, they might hit you in the back of the head on its way to the ice. Okay. See, a little bit of history we're learning today. We got Rick on the line. Rick, how you doing there? Good morning, gentlemen. The show sounds fabulous as usual. How are things going? Great. We're live from the laundry room. Uh, we're right. just trying to put a bunch of stuff out that people don't know they have in their basement, like lottery tickets. Like, how who would think that a program from Western Golf Clubs worth five thousand dollars? Right, right. They definitely have winning tickets down there for sure. Uh, you know, and at the same time, one of the things I did want to talk about today, and this is really important, because things out there have changed dramatically, and people are asking me, so what's going on with the market? And I'm here to say. Don't let anyone talk you into underselling your house because they just don't know. Uh, the market has changed. Uh, things are up. Uh, the market is actually short of listings. So it's an actual, it's actually a great time to list your home for several reasons. One, there's been this pent up demand for the last few months because people were sort of on the fence, not sure what they should do, what the market was going to do, so on and so forth. Uh, but now that demand is showing its head. It, it, it's out there. People want to buy homes. There's still a shortage, which is driving the price up. So don't let an inexperienced agent or an inexperienced, uh, inexperienced realtor who's working the area try to convince you, well, you know, the market, this and that. No, the market is strong, and you need a professional to come in there and tell you what your property is worth and what we can do to not only tell you what your house is worth, but how we, we can improve the value of your home by several ways, Paul. And this is where you come in. You know, with our three rules of real estate, declutter, 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 and we're going to add the other three rules, and that's exposure, exposure, exposure. We get people maximum exposure to their home, so they get maximum dollars for it. So don't undersell your home by giving it to someone who's just not sure of what the market is doing. Call us first. At the very least, call us second for that second opinion, Paul. Yeah. We know some. It's also good. having a full-service broker knows what they're doing. This week, I someone came up to me, and they'd sold a house. Mm-hmm. They'd sell to us, and we were helping them out. But the, what they did was they were selling it as is, but they were told by their real estate agent, who got full commission on it, that mm-hmm. they had to empty um, 
a shed in the back, which was going to cost between four and eight hundred dollars. It was all, all right. full of used wood. Well, mm-hmm. I said, don't go back to the agent. They should have covered this beforehand. You don't mm-hmm. want to know this after you sold the house. And right. and the agent came up to ask them for any solutions. Off the agent says, well, I don't know. It's not my problem. Wow. You know, that's not wow. right. Yeah, you know? it's funny how it's not their problem once they've made the sale and, and now they know their commission's coming down the road. Yeah. Not their yeah. problem. No, well, that's where we, we come in, Paul. We, we make uh, the client's problem our problem. You know, we look at everything. We discuss all these things with them ahead of time. Uh, you're there, Paul, because like you said, full service. We help them move their content. We help sell their content. You help declutter the content. Whatever their needs are, you're there for them, Paul. And that's what we do that sets us apart from anybody else, especially if someone's downsizing. Uh, but the other thing we do is that we offer exposure that no one else in the city can touch. So yeah. you need to call us first. I'm going to give my phone number. Uh, I can be reached anytime. It's Rick DeBaggle from Royal Page at 416-258-3972. Or as usual, Paul, they can call you directly. Or you yeah. know, when you're traveling, when you're speaking to people, they know that they can talk to you about this and we can make the necessary arrangements. Well, this week we're, uh, we sold the house mm-hmm. and the person's downsizing and we're going to help them move to wherever exactly. they want to go. Yeah. So we're, we, yeah. we decluttered. We sold the house. Mm-hmm. We're trying to have, find them another house. They're yeah. looking at anything. And we want to find something up in Aurelia. Someone's exactly. got a house in Aurelia. We have a buyer right now who is a willing buyer and wants to move there. But we're That's also right. going to help move them. So mm-hmm. we took all the stress out of everything. We're going to be seeing sure. later on today just to get all the final details in. But we, we declutter, sold, mm-hmm. and help you move. I mean, that's what we all do. the stress, what's left in stress, you yeah. know? Yeah. So just um, uncorking the wine and having a glass of wine at the end of this. Okay. That's all they should be worried about, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you but very anyways, much. That's where we're at. So, yes, a great show, guys. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, Paul. Have a great day. Thanks. Okay, after the break, and the number is 416-360-0740. Out of town is 1-866-740-4740. And more of your calls after the break. And we're going to be talking gold and silver price and secret shopper. Thanks. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Okay, here we are back. Now, I want to talk to you about last week. I talked about just briefly on the Secret Shopper, and I got many calls during the week exactly how this went down. 
because it's very, very important because people are buying and gold at its prices, which we're going to give you in a while. There's a, it's a lot of money on the table. I don't even, people don't realize it. Okay. Now, what I did was I just took off my hat, didn't shave. I'm not shaving a lot right now. And I went to a couple of different, I'm going to all the major guys. I'm going to all the guys who advertise. Okay. And, but I've only done a couple so far, but this one here was particularly weird. Okay. I went in, they said they were going to record me and, and, um, I said, I don't know why they're going to record, but so what? So I get down. The first thing they want is my ID. Okay? You don't have to. They said they want your ID. Ah, your ID. You give up your license like that, and they put a scanner on. They can sell that information around the world. You have to give your ID if you sell it. You don't have to get your ID. give your ID if you are just getting something appraised. Okay? You just don't have to do it. They'll come up and they... These guys are like uh, 1950s uh, used car salesmen, man. They are high-pressure. Carnies. Carnies, okay. And this guy was high-pressure. So he tells me right away, this is the first deal, he says, um, okay. I put my gold out. And he says, yeah, uh, it looks like you got between five and $800 worth of gold. I know the gold is $2,660, what I will pay, what I paid for it. And I make a bit of money when I sell it. I don't make as much as he's going to make. But that's what it is. First, he asks, are you going to sell? He's trying to qualify me. Okay, this is another salesman's trick. They want to qualify for the do the work. And I said, yes, I would sell it if I get the right price. And then he goes back. He wants the ID again. I don't want to give him the ID. Okay. Then he comes back, goes to the back room, brings it out in a little muffin tray. You know, one of those things you make uh, brand muffins in? They're like six compartments. And everything's kind of separate. 10 carat, 14 carat, 18 carat, my silver and some coin. Then he says, oh, you are lucky. You're at the top end. There's a five to 800. We can get you almost $800 for this. Is that good enough for you? And I said, well, I don't know. It doesn't sound like, what about the coin? And he's, oh, I forgot about the coin. And then he goes and says, this was a week ago on a Saturday. And he says, well, gold's at 1998 or whatever it is. And we're going to pay you 80%. In Canadian money. So they're going to give me 80%, which they're saying they're very proud of their 80% that they pay the most. And by the way, 80%, even if they were telling the truth, is not as high as we pay. But I'm going to go into that later. So they're at 80% on this, and he goes and figures it out, and he says, well, 80% of 1998, so he's really paying around 50%. Then I say, I don't know, but what about the coin? They tell me the coin, which is clearly marked. It's a quarter ounce of gold, and it was clearly marked on it. It is, it's one of those ones that little slips. And he said, well, what it is, you've got 7.8 grams, which is correct, or whatever it is, and, but it's 14 carats, so he tries to reduce it. And he tells me this coin is worth $291. It's really worth $660. But because he likes me, he's going to go from 291 to 300 Another carny trick, I'm sitting there and saying, okay, I'm thinking in my mind, he's taking away 360 but he's giving me $9. Okay, high pressure, my ready to sell now. He's gone from 800 up to uh, 1200 Then I say about the silver, he said, well, the silver's not a whole lot. It's $170 worth of silver, I know. It's got silver dollars, but you'll get prices later today. And then he says to me, well, 
we pay the most. Look over in the wall there. There was a secret shopper going around, and there's a star article, a star uh, article, and they're saying that they paid the most. And I say, well, this must be the under my breath, but maybe a little loud. I said, this got to be the dumbest secret shopper in the world if these are the highest prices in Toronto because I know they're not. So, and I go back then. And he's got that all. Thing. He says, okay, how about fifteen hundred? And I'm saying, well, we're, that's a long ways from twenty six hundred. And I said, I'm going to go up to that guy in Richmond Hill, and I'm going to see if I can get a, a second opinion. And he says, well, I didn't even go to 1550 or something like that. And I said, well, I want to get it back. So now it takes me 15 minutes of going back and forth and him saying the price and do I really want to sell and all this. I want to get my gold back. It's hard for me to get my gold back. I said, fine. I said, I just want to see my gold before I sell it to you. He brings it out, and I grab up the gold as fast as I can into my pocket, Okay. And I says, I won't go to the secret shopper. I'll be back. If yours is the highest price, I will be back. And I know it's not even close to the highest price. But as I'm, this guy, he's high pressure the whole time. He doesn't even want to click me to get me out of there. And it's like, it took me 15 minutes. I can only imagine. I knew what I was doing. I can only imagine if you're 75 years old and you're you and your daughter going in to sell this gold, the high pressure. that they say they're the highest. They're not. They're not even close to the highest. They're not even in the ballpark. And they, I can only imagine, we're going to talk about purses later on. They say they buy purses and watches and all this other stuff. And I'm sitting there. If you buy that stuff like you buy these, this, uh, the gold, people are not getting a fair shake. And I know this is why you have to get a second opinion. And my thing is, if a guy goes, like this guy did, he goes from 800 to 1200 to 1500 and if someone raises the price like that in there, when are they going to start being honest? You don't know. You don't walk out of that store. You run out of that store and get a second opinion. If the other second opinion is not higher, then sell to the guy with the highest um, with the highest price. Like Ken will emphasize this, and he was also he also said this is Saturday. He says, "Well, he says prices are going down, and you're going to lose sixty dollars on Monday." I'm thinking to myself, "Prices are going down. Why are you in a rush to buy this from me?" So a lot of the stuff. It's just not making any sense. All high pressure tactic after high pressure tactic. And you really have to worry about this. I'm going to go to other places and I'm going to give you other secret shopper stuff, okay? We have calls coming in. So I want to explain exactly what I did. And it was $2,660. And the most I get out of this guy was $1,550, okay? And that, he says, is the highest anyone pays in the city. And I know that to be a lie. I know that him getting my ID is a lie. I know that him buying at 80% of the U.S. price being the highest price is a lie. So this guy was just out and out lying at the prices on it. Now, if with us, you can call us up and we'll give you the prices over the phone. This guy said no phone quotes for privacy. Okay? So this is what I'm trying to say. I want to warn people. I mean, because gold is so high, you're going to find out the prices later on this show, and I'm going to tell you how to generally do it. Even to test me. And if I don't have the highest price, sell it to the other guy. But the places I was, these guys who advertise a lot, they're paying all their money to advertising and no money for the gold. That was my secret shopper for last week. And he was right. Silver gold did go down uh, two days later. But no one on Saturday knows what gold is going to do on Sunday. Nowhere in this planet, and especially not some slick car salesman guy in a gold shop. Okay.
Tell us what you really think, Paul. Tell us what, what you go to the board. Okay. Okay. Well, we've had Bruce has been waiting through uh, Paul's diatribe there. He's in Etobicoke, must be very close to us, wants to talk about 1960s fishing rods. Uh-oh. What kind are they? Brand. Oh, um, gee, I'm not sure about the rods, but the reels, I think they're spin cast. Okay, now, now, a lot of that fishing stuff, and I'm going to say this, is going to probably come back. It's a reel, spin cast reels? Yes. I think that a lot of people are going to start getting doing stuff closer to home because we can't travel anywhere safely for the next year, probably. And not that, not that I'm wishing that. I want this thing, this blip in history, to be done. But just based on the facts, is we're going to spend more time with our families, which is good. We're going to spend more time closer to home, and we're going to, collections are going to go up. And people who are doing activities like fishing, I think people get more specialized. But your spin casters are not that, it's a nice, if it works, they're not going to be that much money, you know? Okay. Unless it's like a, say you have a, a vintage Shakespeare, they can go for like $1,200, over $1,000, okay? I don't know if it's still, it depends what kind you have, okay? Well, what was the brand again that go for 1200 Oh, that'd be Shakespeare, um, Shakespeare uh, Daiwa. Daiwa, here I got Daiwa. Vintage Daiwa S80 is $1,000. Okay. okay so some of them are. The Zebco, like, but it'll all depend. If it's, if it's me, if it's not a Canadian tire, it's not going to be a ton of money, eh? There's a Martin Automatic High Wire. Uh, there's, a, there's a number of uh, Julius Baum that fly reels tend to yeah. be really collectible. Well, my best customer, he goes and sells them in Florida and in Georgia. And guess what he can't do right now? Come back. You can't go to the garage. What do you mean come back? <laughs> he can't even get down there. Oh, he's sending down there. Okay. No, he's, he lives up here, yeah. and he goes down the state. Oh, he sells personally, so he can't ship to him or anything. Yeah, he can't ship to him or anything. So this is going to be, and that's going to be the case of buying local. You can yeah. still sell it up here. Now, this is something, if you've got an expensive one, this is where you deal with Glenn and I, or myself. We do a consignment. We can get you more money on consignment than you can if we sell it outright or if you're even selling on Freebay, okay? Right. So this is where we can help you on this kind of stuff. But there's a lot of that items um, we buy from Toronto and we sell to the world. And yours could be a particularly rare variation of it, too. So just the fact that it's that make, it may still be worth more. But Has it ever caught a fish? No. <laughs> it's successfully used. Thanks. We're full board today. Thank you very much for the call. Okay. Then Zeppelin posters. Ah, someone's been listening here today. Lynn and Mississauga. Lynn, how you doing? Oh, I am fine. Uh, yeah, I had this poster. I purchased it from a fellow that was moving back to England in the 90s, and it's black and, and white, um, th- about 34 by 24 inches in size, and right. it's um, has Stairway to Heaven on it, and then it's got eight, approximately eight lines of ver- of the verse from the song okay. on yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And uh, up up the right-hand side, there's uh, some type of, of uh, picture of something. <laughs> I guess it's reaching right to heaven or something there. But the, uh, one thing about it, though, the, the, the white, all, all the printing's in white, um, is sort of turned yellow, I guess, with age. So that probably affects it, too. Well, I think it's vintage. It is from the day. But like Paul said, it's not from a concert because concert would always have a venue and dates. And right. it, some of the nice ones have all the dates of the whole tour. But 
it's still anything early Led Zeppelin, as long as it dates to that late 60s, early 70s period, it's still uh, worth money. But there's so many variations, it's almost like we'd have to see it because there was a lot of Led Zeppelin items made at the time, but there's lots of people that want them. So you definitely have some value there, not as much as a concert poster, which would be a lot more, but the radio station ones are still very good. And the only caveat that is that it's not a second printing. Like it is, it does date to that period because some of these have been replicated to sell as copies. But if you know, he's had it since then, it's like a friend of yours and he had it for many years. I'm sure it's probably real. So Again, it's something we probably have to see, but you definitely have some money in your hands. Okay, great. Thank you. See that Led Zeppelin and uh, Pink Floyd, 1970 at Bath, $10,000 they want for a poster. Wow. So there's people. That's not even signed. That's just the poster. Just just the poster because people are trying to recapture the childhoods at Bath being paid at prices. Yeah. Okay. So we got Andrew in North York. Andrew in. Okay. Hi, Dave. Yes, uh, good morning. Sports cards, collectibles, and concert ticket stubs. Um, uh, to almost 50 years, guys, of uh, sporting events and concerts. Okay. Uh, those are great. There's a lot of good events happening in those 50 years. So you go back to 1970. Yeah, actually, my oldest one was left to me by my late girlfriend, and that was uh, a 1966 uh Rolling Stones stub from Maple Leaf Gardens. Okay, that's one of their first visits to the gardens. Assuming the stub's nice, it's probably about a hundred to one hundred fifty dollars for that particular stub. As long as you can read it, like it's they're just ripped. There's no perforation in them, so they're torn by the gentleman at the gate. But as long as all the you can see Maple Leaf Gardens, you can see the date, you can see the stones, which obviously you can because you told us what the date is. You're in that range, hundred hundred fifty unused. If for some reason it wasn't ripped, it's a full ticket. You're looking to double that. Yeah, okay. Now, uh, it's funny, uh, oddly enough, that's the best That's the best one of the whole lot because I have others where the name is just partially visible. Right. Yeah, so they're still collectible. Uh, Paul Butterfield, like, uh, Elton John in right. that early 70s period. Those are both re- reasonably uh, legible. Right. Uh, obviously, the more legible, uh, I would think, the, the greater greater the value. Yeah, and also the, the historic importance of the act. So the bigger the act, like Beatles are worth more, and then Stones and Zeppelin and whatever. But Elton John's a big name, and a lot of. Well, I think that was his first. Sorry for interjecting, but I think that was his first appearance in uh, Toronto. Okay, that, that's always that was, good. Like the early 19, tours. I think that was seventy-one. The early tours are always worth more. But even if you don't have the full name, if you can only see part of it, as long as we can sort of figure it out. And there is a book out there that had, for Maple Leaf Gardens has a list. It's called Memories and Dreams. And in there is every event at the garden since they opened. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, what, what, let, me, let me drop this down. What, what's, what's, the, what's the name of that, please? It, it's called, I believe the book is Memories and Dreams. And the last, like, 10 or 12 pages of it, is every date at the gardens and every event they had, like ice capades, political rally, could be anything, all the concerts. Oh, really? Memories and dreams, okay. Right. So even if you just have the date, you can look up and see what was there that particular day. I wouldn't have given that secret information out. Well, you sell the book. I sell the book. I know. (laughs) Thank you very much. Now, you have sports cards as well or no? 
No, what I, what I do have though, uh, Paul, is uh, I've got a number of uh, somewhat historic uh, uh, sporting events. So I have a ticket stub from the WHA uh, All Stars and uh, the Red Army, or the, the Russian national team, actually. Yeah, that, that's a nice looking ticket. It, it has some graphics on it, doesn't it? No, no, no. This is just like the old, uh, the old uh, Maple Leaf Gardens uh, ticket stub. I was, I was in the Grays. It might have been. I think I was even in the last row, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, row eighteen. <laughs> yeah, and row that was yeah, and uh, so that was September of '74. Okay, and so just- ironically, they they won the WHA uh, All Stars won the game four um, one, just like uh, Team Canada did in two years uh, prior to that. And that's the only game they won in Canada, correct? They didn't yeah, that's that right. That's right. And there isn't, there, uh, you know, what's really, really unfortunate is that there's no, uh, there's no videotape left of this. It, it was inadvertently destroyed or something. And so there's no, there's no filmed account of this, uh, of this whole series. Yeah. Those tickets are not as expensive. Like a 72 ticket from the Toronto game and some of the other games in Canada are worth even more. They actually... Toronto's the cheapest of the four games because in 72 was Montreal, Winnipeg, and Vancouver. In 74, it was Quebec City, Toronto, Winnipeg, and Vancouver. And uh, the Toronto one, just there seems to be more people have it. But from 72, it's worth probably three, $400. Your one might be worth 50 to $100. The 74 is not quite as collectible. But if, Russia. You, if you have Russia. The, the ones from Russia are better because there's, they're much rarer. There's less of them over sure. here. Sure. And, and what about the Red Army? I was at the game in Montreal with the with the Red Army and the Canadians, and that ended in a three three tie. Oh, that one! That's the game of the century, December thirty one seventy five. That that ticket's worth, and that's a nice looking ticket. It's probably worth about three to five hundred, and so's the program. Is that right? So yeah, I, I wish it was a historic program. Game. I don't, I don't know why I didn't purchase a program, but uh, that one was a three three tie, and Ken Dryden stunk the joint out. I think he only had. Fifteen shots on net, and he allowed three goals. Wow. Wait a minute. You know that you made all the money that night. No, the bookies. The line was a half a puck either way. Oh yeah, yeah. they got it both the book, sides. The bookies made all the money. Nobody, nobody who bet the game made any money. <laughs> but if you can, uh, and, can I ask? Up. Can I ask one more question? One more question, guys. Yeah. Um, in nineteen, I think it was seventy-eight. Uh, when Apocalypse Now was was released, yeah, it was only released in three cities: Los Angeles, New York, and Toronto. And it was only for a limited run initially. I think it was mm-hmm. a one week or two week uh, limited run. And they handed out to every uh, every audience member, since there was no um, credits on the screen, what would be called, I guess, for sake sake of a better word, a press kit. Yeah. Kind of a press kit, you know. So they had photographs. And all the credits of, that you would normally see at the end of a film were in, are in this pamphlet. It's a, like an 8x10 manila envelope size. Um, okay, here's the thing with those. As if it was only handed out in these three cities and not handed out anymore because it's such a famous film, it would be worth $100, $200. But a lot of times it will be handed out here and later sometimes they'll hand out the exact same thing on general release. I don't know on this one. I'd have to find out. But that's what will happen sometimes. But it's um, always, like Glenn was saying earlier on, anything that's in limited 
or uh, the public general public can't get is on a major event is usually worth more money. People have this stuff in their basements, and it's usually in the bottom of a drawer, bottom of a trunk, up in the attic. Like I say, the attic and the basement are my favorite rooms. My next favorite room is the garage, and then I'll go to the living room. Okay? Yep. Okay. It's, now, it's I, uh, I think I'm, I'm pretty certain. I'm pretty certain on this, Paul. Though, is that um, uh, the initial uh, release, uh, as I say, it was at the old University Theater, and it was. Yep. I think it was two two weeks, and then it went into general. It went into general release, and then, and once it went into general release, they had the standard um, credits Program. and everything else yeah. at the end yeah. of the film. For the initial yeah. run, there were no credits. It just ran for the almost whatever it was, two and a half hours from beginning yeah. to end, obviously, and and with it just ended with Marlon Brando repeating the line, the horror. The horror, and then the screen went black. Yeah, I'd have to check on that one. Call me the store tomorrow. Call me the store. People do call me the store nine zero five, which I should be saying more often in this show because it is an advertising show. Nine zero five seven three seven four six five three. And also, if you want to know more about Glenn's uh, sale, he's coming up on August twenty ninth. You can call me the store, or you'll be able to call Glenn as well. But no, thanks a lot for the calls. We have to go to break now. And yeah, after the break, thank you guys. I, I really thank you very much. I listen, I listen every week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. After the break, we're going to get the gold and silver prices. Two guys are going to be talking about uncomfortably talking about purses, and uh, I want to talk about framing just for oh, a minute. framing as well. And but gold and silver is what we're going to be talking about. So meet us after the break. Oh, our number is four one six three six zero zero seven forty one eight six six seven four zero. 4740. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction held every month is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Place over a hundred vendors under one antique roof, all competing to give you the best deal. What do you think happens? The new Southworks Antiques in Cambridge, all 25,000 square feet, sat across the Grand River in Cambridge, selling antiques and nostalgia. The kind of neat stuff that has drawn Paul and Bogart here for more than 20 years. Passing through Cambridge? Stop by Southworks Antiques on Water Street and help yourself to free parking. You're going to be here a while. SouthworksAntiques.com. Let's make a deal. Okay, we're back. Now, gold and silver price. I know we talked about it earlier on. Now, this is important. Get a pen. Get a piece of paper. Make sure they both work. Okay? Because you're going to want this information. You're going to, if, and, and tell it to your neighbor. In case your neighbor goes out and wants to do something. And there's no shame in giving them some good advice. Now, gold is at $2,680 Canadian. That's the price of gold for one ounce. Ounce is not very big. Silver is at $3,506. So that means 10 care Now, $35.06. And six cents. Yeah. Now, what you got to do here, you got to get one of these scales from like a home hardware or somewhere, one of these big box stores, right? Go to home. 
they're Canadian. You know, it costs you five, ten, twenty dollars for a scale, and you use it for measuring fruit and stuff afterwards. It's not legal, but it's going to give you a general idea of what you got. Okay, so say you got one gram of ten karat gold is thirty dollars and four cents. One gram, fourteen karat gold. Copy this down is forty two oh six. Because when I went in my secret shopper, I could never get the guy to tell me how much he was paying me per gram. And unless you know that, if he doesn't know that, you're in the wrong shop. 18 karat gold is 5408. 22 karat gold is $66.09. Silver dollars right now today are $17.90. So if you have 100 silver dollars or $100 in silver dimes, that's all anything before 1967, we're going to pay you $1,790 for 100 silver dollars. Or we only got one, that's hardly worth a gas to come up there, is $17.90. Silver is 84 cents a gram, okay? And 800 silver is 72 cents a gram. Now, we also sell it. Now, I, I'm right next to, I'm on the south side of a wall. I'm next to a great big uh, gold and silver shop. That They're paying their highest prices ever. Unfortunately, they're not as high as my prices on a regular day. We sell, they, we sell one ounce of Perth Mint, which is what they're selling. We sell them for $26.79. They're selling for $27.08. That's only $28 per ounce. If you're buying 10 ounces, $280. Buying 100 ounces, $2,800. You can do the math from here. The more you buy, the more you're going to save. Kilograms. We do sell them. They're selling for $85,475. We sell them for $84,200. You only save twelve hundred dollars. You sell them below melt? No, no, melt's higher. This is no, this is not melt. This is the they're just making all sorts of money. Like oh, make, okay. okay, no, the melt come down this week because it's down twenty six hundred. So, and here's the other thing. I want to tell this and try to educate people who are buying. Hand cord is nothing if it's hand cord in the last year. It's just a way the old hand cord bars, which are the old JM bars or the old Engelhart bars are worth a bit more because they're collectible and they're hand-poured, and that's how you can tell what years are from 1970s and 80s. Hand-poured stuff from this year has not got any collectability to it. It is just the silver, okay? And if you get it from one of these weirdo, not weirdo company, I can't say that. If you get it from one of these companies that's not RCM, not JM, and not Engelhart, but one of these uh, First Majestic or... Uh, Eagle brand or whatever it is, when you take those anywhere but in Canada, they're going to melt them. They've got no premium value to them at all, hardly. Okay? So be careful. I'm trying, if people are buying, selling their houses and they're trying to come out and buy silver right now and they don't know what they're buying. They're being talked into this crap. I shouldn't say it's still silver, but they're paying too much for it. Now, we have more calls. I know, but I got, I got to go with this other thing. The second opinion thing. I'm talking about this. This week, guy comes in, and across from us, he sells fifteen. Guys sitting next to him, he sold fifteen hundred dollars, fifteen hundred ounces, and um, silver. Okay. Now, of the silver, he was two dollars per ounce. Sold it for two dollars an ounce less than we did, so he sold it for three thousand dollars less. Now he travels all the way to Richmond Hill, so I'm assuming he's coming at least a couple miles. He parked closer to my store than his. 
because we're right next door. We're on the south side of the wall. And uh, he gets goes all that distance for 40 feet. He would have made $3,000 just by checking us out. And if we don't pay him the money, he can go right back to the other store. But we never, the other store never pays more than we do. So he went did came all the way out there for, uh, sorry, 60 feet. From his door to my door, 60 feet, $3,000. Get a second opinion. Even if you're selling or buying, you should have a second opinion. We had another person. Oh, this is even better. Okay, second opinion. You know how I talk about it. Right. So this person was getting the second opinion. They got their first opinion. They sold it. They came over to me for the second opinion. I told them that I'd pay them $1,000 more. The wife is rolling her eyes. The husband is mad that he did it. But when the idea of getting a second opinion is get this. Before you sell it. Before you sell it. So I didn't think I had to point this out. The wife was really miffed because she listens to my show all the time. Get the second opinion. They said, oh, this is a big, fancy store. They must be paying them. And they'll put the pressure on to make them sell it. Yeah. And it's like, who do you think pays? When you go to Vegas, who pays for those big hotels? They don't pay for them. Just imagine. You know, no. come, like, we have a little store. It's kind of not organized. But we don't have this overhead. So I can pay more. That's just how it is. But if you're buying or selling, get a second opinion. That's that's a million dollars worth of advice. If you have two million dollars worth of school, there's a call we should go to. Okay. Rance from Etobicoke. He's talking about old cups and saucers. Rance, how you doing? Isn't great. Etobicoke a great city to live in? Hello, how you doing, Rance? I'm doing great. Is this Paul? Yeah, isn't isn't Etobicoke a great city to live in? I have a eight set eight eight cups and saucers, bone yeah. china. <coughs> I bought it in 1967. Okay. Uh, for for my family, uh, for my <laughs> for uh, uh, for my wife's uh, family, they were tea, tea drinkers, and, okay. and we used to use these uh, every Sunday. Who made them? Who made them? Uh, Who made well, them? they're called Royal. Pardon? Uh, whatever. <laughs> it's on the bottom. A bone china. Okay. Drink the tea out before you tip it over, eh? Okay. On um, in, in cups and saucers, I want people to listen to this because it's, it's, there's a lot of money involved. Right. Cups and saucers, what we're looking for is mainly Ainsley and mainly Paragon, those two brands. What's that What's that mean? Ainsley and Paragon. Copy copy down those two names. They'll be written on the bottom. <laughs> of the cup. Yeah. And, yes. Because the teacup is empty before you turn it up, upside down. They have been used. No, I don't care if they're used. I don't care. That doesn't matter at all here. Because if they're not used, you know what happens to, like, like bone china. If you don't use them all the time, uh, it, it, they just sit there for years. Uh, then you can't even take them up in your hand uh, because you're afraid you're going to break them. But uh, <coughs> no, 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 no. That's a yeah. lot of Okay. <clears throat> With this here, I want you, and people, after the show today, I want you to go to your cup and saucer. Uh, you have an curio cabinet. If you look in the bill, where the tea normally is, the more white you see, the less the cup and sauce is going to be worth. If it's got a great big, like, say, a cabbage roll, a cabbage rose in there with lots of cobalt or lots of blue or lots of gold or black, any of the They are so nice and plain and just like they were never, ever used. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about your luck here, but you do not have the good ones. The good ones are the ones that are hand-painted inside a great big flower or fruit or vegetable. It's a pink, or pink some flower. Pink flower inside, inside the bowl? And, and the saucer. 
Yeah. So they can be worth up to twenty five hundred dollars. So I'll get you cup and sauce. Per cup and sauce. I'll get you more cup for one cup and saucer than I'll get you for a whole set of china. Are you talking about buying? But it has to be. Here's the rules: Ainsley, Paragon, Paragon with a double double mark on the back is even better. They got to be the more white. If you see any white, ah, it's not good. If you see something you can't see any white, you see lots of. One flower, and you see cobalt or silver or gold or blue or green, those are going to be worth money. Is it more wow. like, even you see like a one inch square of white, that's not going to be good. They'll take it down to a 50 or $60 cup and saucer. Yeah. Some big ones. And the, the reason I'm saying this is because some people go around, they say, well, I'm buying this for my grandmother, I want to buy it for $10. They're buying a $2,500 cup and saucer for $10. You know what? And they know what they are. You know what? I married my wife in 1968, uh, and, and I bought one, two. Yeah, yeah. And then I found out her, her family drinks tea. So yeah, I yeah. went to no, the No, these same work for place. coffee as well. No, no. And you know where I went? Okay. Would you I like to know where I went? Pardon? Would you like to know where I went? Where'd you go? Where, did you know where Eaton's were? Uh, in Toronto, when they yes. first closed up, yes, yes, <laughs> that's where I bought it from, oh, and no, no. I bought the whole set from them. Okay. And, well, you're going to and I have it here. And Ainsley, have it here right now. And thank uh, you very all right, much. thanks Can for the call. Out here? Thank you. We have a lot of stuff. Okay, cups and sauces. I and I want to say this. We mainly do them on um, consignment because the customer will make a lot more money. This is what gets me with some of these other downsizers. They pay, they charge you by the hour, and they're just looking to run up hours. What we do is we charge by the hour on some stuff, but we are charging, if we're doing a consignment, the more you make or the consigner makes, the more we make. We're greedy about it. We want to make lots of money, but we're trying to make you money. But the person, these guys who go around to your house picking, as they're called the door knockers or pickers, they're going around and they're uh, they're trying to pick out what they think is a lot of money. They're trying to buy it as cheap as possible. That's just how, that's just the plan. They buy it as cheap as possible, sell as expensive as possible, but you don't get to benefit from this, okay? We're now, almost out of time here. I, got, I just have a 30-second tip that I'd like to give people. That's half the time that's left. Yes, you, just get, you get the last 30 seconds, and there goes four seconds. But Anyone who has items out there that are, uh, you know, could be framed, do not frame them. Paul said this many times. You'll never get your money back on framing. If you're going to sell to us, we need them out of the frame, both to sell, because typically a lot of people that buy them have their own ideas and want to frame them, but also to check authenticity of items. It's hard under glass often to do that. So I've had many people say, oh, I got these framed up because I want to sell them to you. I go, Get rid of the frames. We don't want any frames. We'll, we'll look after that after the fact. So never invest extra money in the framing. Bring us the items. We'll tell you what they're worth. Don't spend twenty. Don't spend two hundred dollars fixing fifty dollars watch. Exactly. The same type of thing. Next week we are going to talk about video games, uh, action, magic cards, more cups and saucers, costume jewelry, and two men talking uncomfortably about persons and the garage sale on August twenty ninth. Oh, and the garage sale. I want everyone to wear a mask. And uh, thank you for letting us in. Stay safe, stay healthy, and thank you for letting us into your homes. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.